Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey guys, it's Johnny and welcome to episode 43 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm here today with Derek Pankow. Hello, this is Derek. <laughs> What's up, Derek? So he's the newest member of the dropship army we have built here in Chiang Mai or the entrepreneur army. So, yes. <laughs> so, so you're originally from San Francisco and you've been out in Chiang Mai for how long? I've been here for three months. Okay, cool. Actually, no, correction. So Paige Dobkin is the newest member uh, but she just arrived and she's not, she's not profitable yet. So hopefully we'll have her on a future episode, but Derek is the, um, I guess the newest profitable guy, guy making actually money. Um, but you've been out here for, you said three months, three months. Okay. And you were working on something else before. So you had some kind of info product and it wasn't going as, as well as you were hoping or how did this all come about? Yeah. So, um, I had an info product that I was publishing with a couple other partners and, um, we'd been working on it for a while, like over a year. And sometimes it looks like it's doing really well, but, uh, we never really got it to the point where, uh, like I've, I've never taken more than like a thousand dollars in a month out from that project. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've just put in so much effort into it and, uh, it just doesn't feel like it's taking off. And I saw, I mean, so I met Derek working on Pun Space and I saw him working tons of hours. I mean, you would literally work you know, morning till night, and I see you on weekends and on Sundays working. So you definitely have the work ethic for it. Uh, and I think a lot of people, they kind of fall into the trap of making info products because it seems so glamorous. It seems like, you know, it could be like a this cool million dollar business. But I would say realistically, most info products don't actually take off. Yeah, and I think the the skew of success is enormous. Like there's like 2% of businesses that are making a lot of money in info products, but the vast majority are not. And I think it's because when you sell an info product, you're, you need to convince people to, that they need your product and then to buy your product. While with a dropshipping store, all we're doing is we're finding products that people want to buy anyways, and we're just you know, giving them a medium to buy it. Yeah, you just need to be the most trustworthy resource instead of like actually trying to create desire. Which is a million times easier, right? Right. So how did... Okay, so the reason why I, I have you on the show this, this week is actually because when I was interviewing Michael Coughlin, he kept mentioning not only his own success, but everyone sitting at the same table at Pun Space. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about Pun Space a million times, but it's the co-working space that we're all a member of in, in Chiang Mai. Uh, and you know, people kind of just from all around the world. I mean, a lot of Americans there, some Australians, some Europeans, and you know, basically everyone just hangs out there. And a lot of people are either graphic designers or programmers, or they do all sorts of things. But just very recently, do we have basically a whole table of people doing dropshipping stores? Mm-hmm. And Derek, uh, actually, how did you um, how did you get into that? Like, what, what was the story behind it? Um, I think, what was the story behind it? Um, I think I was just feeling kind of frustrated with my current project, uh, and then decided, and then I I listened to a few of your podcasts, and I was like. Johnny looks like he's doing really well. <laughs> let, me, let me take Johnny out to lunch and see, uh, you know, what he's up to. And then he recommended uh, the the Anton method. And so I, uh, basically one day I was like, okay, 
Uh, my business partner is going to be out of town for a few weeks. I have some free time. Uh, I'm just going to jump straight into it. So um, set a goal for myself to make the first sale within a month, uh, purchase the course, um, and then just jumped right in. So I, I think it's, well, first off, you know, thank you for lunch. That was nice of you. Because, I mean, a lot of people ask me questions all the time. And I'm happy to help out whenever I can. And, I'm, you know, even if you didn't pay for my lunch, I would have happily, you know, went out and, and gave you the advice anyways. But I think a big difference between people who are successful in life and the people that end up not being successful is the people that kind of see the value of good advice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just that $5 lunch, you know, that you paid for, in my mind, I'm like, you know what, I really want to go out of my way to help Derek because he's grateful for the advice mm-hmm. versus someone else who, you know, will pick my brain for an hour and then not do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So even that $5 investment and, you know, in the grand scope of things, that's nothing. <laughs> you mm-hmm. made back so much more than that already, but it's kind of just like a token of, you know, Hey, I'm serious about this. I know that this is valuable. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so you brought to the table a lot of other web skills that a lot of most people that get into dropshipping don't you know don't have. Uh, I had some blogging experience. Um, I would say Michael didn't have any web experience at all. He he had some experience writing because uh, he was a freelance writer on Odesk. Uh, Paige, you know, she has experience with maybe Facebook, maybe mm-hmm. maybe Twitter. That's about it. So most of us have almost no web experience. And that's why it took us so long to make our first sale. It took us, on average, two to three months to make our first sale. But you started how long ago? I started um, about five weeks ago. Okay. And how long after that five weeks did you make your first sale? Three weeks. So it took you only three weeks, which is less than half the time of me and almost everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's because you know you have all these other, other web skills that you kind of brought into it. I mean, what do you, what do you think your idea is on that? Yeah, I think that definitely helped a lot. Um, uh, the biggest ones were probably Photoshop and CSS, just kind of being able to put together the site quickly. Um, and also, I think, yeah, just like working a lot of hours. Like, you know, at the end of the day, I think that is it. Because I, I still don't know CSS or how to program. Uh, and I, I still don't know Photoshop. So mm-hmm. definitely those aren't required. Uh, you know, those are things where you can just hire someone on Fiverr to do for you. The only problem with that is they have to wait, you know, two or three days for them to get back to you with your logo versus if you can just make it in Photoshop yourself, then you could just have it up that day. Yeah. But you definitely put in a ton of freaking hours. I mean, like, what, how many hours were you actually working? How many days a week were you working? I think realistically, I was working uh, probably about 12 hours a day, six days a week for okay. the first three weeks. That's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> I mean, and oftentimes it'd be like, you know, like on Wednesday nights, there's a dinner here um, and I work from maybe like 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., go eat dinner, and then everyone else is going out for drinks, and then I'm going back to the office to call suppliers from like 11 to 3 or something. And has it been worth it? Yeah, for sure. Totally. Okay. But did you ever have any doubt in your mind that it would work? Yes. Okay. I did. All right, tell me about that. Um, well, I mean, just like, uh, let's see. Um, when I picked this market, and for actually there was like, there was a week where I had launched and I kind of messed up on my Google ads and ended up showing, spending a lot of money on mobile ads that I didn't realize I was paying for. Uh, and I didn't get any sales. And I was like, ugh, I'm not sure if people actually buy this product online. Um, and, and like on Amazon, there's not that many people buying. So yeah, I definitely had doubts. Um, was it more of the niche itself or dropshipping itself? I mean, what, like, what were your actual specific doubts? Yeah, I think the niche itself uh, I had doubts with. Um, and yeah, dropshipping itself, I think I had a little bit of, I, I mean, uh, I had 
I had trust that you know you're making it work. Uh, I have I've met Anton. I've met other people who are making it work. So, but I've also met people who you know they, they stop doing it and they're not making money from it. So I'm like I, I don't know which one I'm going to be. Mm. So um, yeah. So now that you've you know you've made some sales, so it's it's been two weeks since you made your first sale, mm-hmm. and you've made how much in sales already? Uh, Nine thousand one hundred forty-five dollars. And that is fantastic. I mean, for for a website being two weeks old, <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, so now, do you have any doubts? <laughs> no, no, I'm 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 all in. So I mean, knowing that now, the people that didn't make it work, uh, what do you, what do you think the big reasons are? Um, I th- yeah, I think most of them just didn't really either didn't stick with it or they tried some variation of the Anton method. Where uh, yeah, I, I've just I've I've met several people who are like, yeah, I'm doing this thing, but it's instead of like you know like Anton recommends. Two hundred to a thousand dollars. So like, I'm doing this like forty dollar thing. It's like, okay, you know. Yeah, I keep telling people like, like if you spend five hundred dollars on Antoine training course, just follow his freaking directions. You know, if you're gonna go out and you're gonna watch his videos and be like, oh, you know, that makes sense, but let me do it my way instead, or let me do it this different way, then it's kind of you know, it might work, but it's not really charted. It's not like uncharted territories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've always told people, I'm like. At least in the beginning, just follow his exact instructions because even if you are somehow smarter than than Antona and you know the fifty other people who have made it work, you know actually five hundred other people who made it work, why not just follow the directions so one hundred percent guarantee you know those steps work and then after that you can test it you can A B split test and be like okay well my idea you know was to do it this way instead is that going to work you know versus trying to do all this stuff in the, in the first place and not knowing if it's going to work or not. Mm-hmm. But why do you think that mentality is that people want to do it differently or their own way? Um, I don't know, actually. Um, like, are you the type that you just, like, I'm going to follow direction? Because you have tons of experience making products and websites. Mm-hmm. But when you followed his course, it, from at least from what I saw, you kind of just followed what he said. Pretty much. I mean, uh, yeah, I think... Um, I mean, I'm I'm really new to e-commerce and and dropshipping, so uh, yeah, I just I think just following the directions of you and Anton is pretty much uh, what my was my intention. Um, and we kind of did that in info products as well. We found the most successful guy we could find and had him kind of coach us through the process. Um, and I think uh, like innovation, it's definitely better to not innovate when you don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> it sounds so silly, right? Like if you don't know what you're doing, you've never done it before. Just follow the instructions of how to do it instead of you know going off your own trying to take shortcuts. And I think that's exactly what it is, to be honest. It's not that people you know don't want to do the method or don't think it's going to work. I think in their in their back of their mind, they think that they they are smarter. They know a faster, easier way to do it. They want to take a shortcut. And trust me, guys, every time I've ever taken a shortcut in my life, it's it's taken three times as long to get there. Mm-hmm. So if you are going to do Anton's course, just follow his directions because everyone, like I swear, every single person I know who actually followed the directions and actually put in the time and stuck it out has made money from it. And just at Pun Space right now, how many how many people are you know doing making a pretty damn good living just doing that? I think there's five right now, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and it's like, and then there's, I mean, it's, it's literally five out of five people who have been doing it for more than a month, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of just speaks, speaks actions. I, I would say, you know, a big part of it is, you know, people are surrounded by other people who, 
you know, who are successful doing it. So it makes it a lot easier to, to know it, it works, you know, cause mm-hmm. I, I'm sure if you didn't meet me and Anton in person, it, you would have even more doubts. Right? I, I think, uh, I think that's really important. Like, um, like we haven't spent a whole lot of time together on my store, like probably less than two hours in total. Um, but like the things like even just like in passing, when I showed you my site in the beginning, you're like, this is really ugly. <laughs> and you're like, delete the background. <laughs> like, like if I hadn't been next to you, I would have launched with that site and it probably wouldn't be working right now. But at the same time, you could have just Facebook messaged me. I would have said, replied, hey, this is really ugly. Like mm-hmm. we do it. <laughs> right. Uh, right. So design matters a lot. Uh and I didn't really believe this before, but now I know how important it is. So mm-hmm. now when I look at a site, you know, I, I just say, you know, just just spend an hour or spend, I mean, how much, how actually did you, did you make it yourself or did you outsource it? Um, I made it myself. Uh, I made it myself. And then after the first sale, um, I hired, or I, I had a friend who's a designer look over it with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in the beginning, I just, I, I did it myself. Okay, and it just, and how long did that take you to do? Uh, it probably took me half a day to do the really ugly design, and okay. I deleted everything and started over, and took another like half a day to to do the new site. Okay, but you know what? It's one of those those things you just have to do. It's, yeah. it's just you know it's work, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely don't want people thinking this is some kind of like overnight success because you, I would, in the, I would say even though it only took you three weeks to make your first sale, you put in you know, two months worth of work, mm-hmm. like, you know, versus someone who has a nine to five job and kind of just does it on their free time. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, besides you typing ugly, I, I, w- I want to take it back to, uh, that first lunch that we sat down at. Uh-huh. Uh, so you don't have to give away your actual niche itself, but I remember one of the big questions you had for me was niche selection. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how did you come up with that niche? Um, so I made a, a list of about a hundred potential markets before I chose this one. Um, and I was looking at things like price, the competition, uh, how much search volume there is, all kinds of stuff. Um, this particular market, I actually saw a similar product uh, in a coffee shop, and I was like, I wonder, you know, I wonder if people buy that thing. So yeah. And how did you determine if people buy it or not? Um, honestly, I think I didn't. Uh, I think I I would do it differently today. But what I did. Uh, back then was I looked at how much uh, search volume there was mm-hmm. in the Google keyword tool. Um, today, I would probably check Amazon as well to see how many reviews products have and how they're ranked in Amazon. Um, but yeah, it was primarily based on like, okay, there's uh, over 10,000 searches a month for this product. And so... Yeah. It definitely makes sense. So the keyword, the keyword planner tool is a free tool by Google that mm-hmm. just allows people to you know see what people are searching for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely does work. I personally have actually never used it for my e-commerce stores because I rather I kind of just look at products and ask myself, you know, are people buying this or not? Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty common sense to tell. Like, I mean, I would say if you look at a product, like let's say this podcast mic. Now, obviously, people are buying it, but maybe it's not that many because it's it's so specialized. So, mm-hmm. how could I figure out, you know, if enough people are buying it uh, versus, you know, if we're being worth it? Is only one person buying it per month, you know, or are there a hundred people buying it per month? Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to tell that is go on Amazon and look how many reviews there are, mm-hmm. because if there's even ten reviews, you know, that means. You know, and only like one out of ten people even leave a review when they buy it. You know, that means at least a hundred people are buying this mic. Uh, and obviously, this company's doing well, Audio Technica, so they're not, you know, they're not out of business. Uh, so, you know, what chances are, if they're going to buy it from Amazon, they're also buying it from other sources, which means they can buy it from 
Johnny's podcast, Mike's Emporium.com, mm-hmm. which would be a terrible name, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> actually, so one of the tips that you actually uh, mentioned about, about naming your store mm-hmm. um, was, was what? Right. So um, in Google product link ads, which is uh, my primary traffic source, and f- I think for a lot of our stores is the primary traffic source, uh, there's a there's a limit to how many characters you can have uh, and that displays in Google before it's cut off by a, a dot, dot, dot. Um, so I kind of did a little study of how many characters you can have in the name. And basically, you can have up to 13 characters. Uh, if it's over 13 characters, you get cut off. Um, so for me, I wanted to put... My, the name of the niche into the name itself so that it kind of stands out in the link ads. Um, so the example I used was Bunsen burners. Like, would I rather buy from uh, sciencestuff.com or from bunsenworld.com? Uh, I probably, if I'm looking for a Bunsen burner, I'd rather go to Bunsen World. Um, and I probably, I'd put that in the name itself so that people would see it in the search engines when they're searching. And that's a great tip for everyone. You know, especially with, you know, kind of the, the method that we're doing is, you know, one of the things that you'll learn in Anton's course is basically is <clears throat> the way that you compete against big companies like Overstock and Amazon is by creating a specialty niche store. You know, it's you know, it's kind of like you can buy cheese from Costco <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, or from you know any kind of big box store. You, you know, even Whole Foods, you can buy you know you can buy cheese there. But the reason why a lot of like specialty cheese stores exist and do well is because people go there knowing that hey, this is going to be place where they know what they're talking about you know they obviously only you know put the good quality um brands in there it's the same thing as wine like you know you can buy wine from costco or from these big box stores but the reason why these small wine stores exist is because people want specialty niche niche stores Mm -hmm. totally and you know with job shipping stores the exact same way so that's kind of the answer is the biggest question that people always ask is why do people buy from your store versus Amazon? Um, but, but in your personal experience, why do you think people are buying from you and not from Amazon? I think, um, first of all, some people have questions. Uh, like the product does require some assembly. Uh, it's a relatively high ticket purchase. And you can't really call Amazon and ask them about like, you know, how do I put this together? Um, yeah, and I also think people are just... They just prefer to buy this particular product from a specialty store. But I think that's that's almost everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. like if I was buying a podcast mic and I'm just starting, I probably have a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. And I know Amazon has good customer service, you know, but they're not. If I call, they're not going to know anything about podcast mics, you know. Like if I asked them, you know, some, like a question saying, "Can I, you know, can I use this on a MacBook for with two mics?" Right. They're not gonna know that because they've never they've never experienced that before. You know, they probably the guy that answers the phone probably knows everything about shipping and returns, but he doesn't know anything about the actual product besides what he can read. Mm-hmm. But if I bought it from you know Johnny's podcast Mike Emporium, that's not actually my store by the way. <laughs> but you know, obviously, you know, I know a lot about those podcast mics because that's all I sell. Right. And it just, even if I didn't have a specific question, I just feel like I'd be more comfortable buying from them. Mm-hmm. And I really think that people enjoy supporting mom and pop shops. Hmm. You know, it's one of those things where like, you know, not everyone wants to, because Amazon's a great company, but they are quickly becoming the next Walmart. I mean, yeah. you know, they're another big behemoth store. And what a lot of people don't realize is actually Amazon doesn't make most of their money through selling products. They make it through these kind of back-end services now. And huh. yeah, so they make more money through... Um, so first, <laughs> instead of them uh, you know, hosting and selling their own products, they have, they're becoming like an eBay right. where 
you know, tons of people can sell their own products through Amazon's platform. So even though it seems like uh, Amazon's the one, you know, selling it, you know, it's really coming from just, you know, random other stores. And that's why actually nice for us because we can sell through Amazon. Have you, have you actually signed up for Amazon product listing ads yet? I have. I, uh, I haven't made any money from, from them. The bad thing about Amazon uh, is they take so much money for the for those ads. Yeah. But the good thing is when people do click on it, generally it converts pretty well because people are on there to buy stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would let it run a little bit longer, but some niches just sell better than others on it. And I think a lot of it has to do with, it depends on how good the suppliers on Amazon are for that niche. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if there's suppliers, you know, a lot of suppliers already selling on Amazon, then it's usually not profitable. Yeah. But if there's not a great selection on there, then they will come and buy for you. Mm. Right. So you're leaving Chiang Mai soon. Uh, I am leaving Chiang Mai in pretty much exactly 24 hours. That's cool. And where are you going? I'm going to Ho Chi Minh, Vietnam. To Saigon. Saigon. So uh, I just got back there from, from a few months ago. Did you read that, listen to that episode? Uh, I listened to the Chiang Mai versus Saigon episode. I'm yep. not sure. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I don't remember what, what episode that was, but uh, I think you'll like it. You know, especially you're a lot younger and you're single. You'll have fun out there, but I hate it out there. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, I'm excited. All right. But let me know how it goes. Uh, was this always a plan to go there or was this something recent? Hmm. Honestly, I don't really plan my travels. Uh, I was in the Philippines and kind of heard about uh, heard that Chiang Mai is a giant hub for online marketers. So I was like, okay, I'll go there. And then I got here and a lot of people were talking about uh, Saigon as well. So I was like, okay, I'll check that out. I'll go there for a couple months and then come back here for the retreat. Um, okay. Oh, so you're going to be back in October? Yeah, I'll be back in October. Okay, cool. What, what made you want to time for that retreat? Um, just wanting to meet other people who are successful doing the same thing. Okay. Uh, so for those who don't know... Um, so Anton has been on the episode a couple of times, and on one of them, I think when we were down in Colanta, down on the beach, he randomly announced that he's going to have a dropship lifestyle retreat, and he's going to invite all the members of the course out to Chiang Mai, and he was going to rent a big house, and we're all going to live there, and you know, basically <clears throat> have like a very informal, uh, you know, working session in the living room. So he announced it, and originally he was just going to pay for the whole thing, but then. 50 people signed up and he was like, we can't get a house that big. So now he's renting a hotel conference room and he's actually still going to pay for all that. But um, he's kind of closed off the registration because he's booked all the, you know, the venue and he has like a kind of a cap. So now I think he's charging $300 um, mm-hmm. for the retreat, which I think actually is still a good deal because normally these things are expensive. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, I've- I think they're normally like at least you know, a couple hundred bucks or maybe a thousand dollars. Paid up to $2,000 for it. You, you actually paid $2,000 for one of these. Yeah. Which one was that? Uh, that was the uh, Zentrepreneur event in, um, for, by Mind Valley. Okay. And, and what'd you get out of that? Um, it's actually, so they gave, uh, you have a year long Facebook group to interact with the participants. And once a year you get together in a tropical location. I think that one was in, um, Mexico near Cancun. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he runs a hundred million dollar company. So he has like a really, really cool mastermind group. Okay. And what, what, was that worth it? I would say it was, it was worth it. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Well, right, well, well, this one's 300 bucks and it comes with lunch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I think that's cool. So, uh, that's in October and basically, a ton of people. I think, I think right now there's more than 50 people who have signed up. Um, and what the best thing about it is, is that for the people not making money yet, so they just started, they just got, you know, they just signed up, you know, they went to antonmethod.com, they, you know, put in their details, they watched the first video and they're like, okay, I have two months 
to make my first sale. And it looks a lot of people, they don't want to come unless, you know, they can use the money from the store, the the profits from the store to come, which I absolutely think is a good idea. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that if anyone, you know, right now it's July, August, you know, everyone has two or three months to make it work. Mm -hmm. And I really think that if if someone actually puts their heart down to it, you can, you can definitely do it because out of all the people that I've met who have done it, it's on average, it's been two months and guys like Derek, you know, I made it for the first day on three weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely possible. Um, but what I like about it as well is since, you know, Thailand is so far, a lot of people have decided they're like, hey, if I'm going to go out, out there anyways, I might as well just live there for a few months. Yeah. So that's why right now this month, um, Michael moved out here. Um, ben moved out here. Paige moved out here. Uh, Chris moved out here. And then his wife got pregnant. So they're moving <laughs> back. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Chris, by the way, who's uh, making good sales as well. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to come for that retreat and then stay as well. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to be in Chiang Mai around that time. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be killer. And I really think that the uh, month, I mean, starting you know literally right now until that time, more people are going to show up as well. Mm-hmm. And I really think we're just going to take over Pun Space and just create this like entrepreneur <laughs> army. Yeah. And what's cool about it is. You know, we kind of all help each other, you know, because I told Derek today, I said, okay, even though I have a year head start with you in e-commerce and I'm teaching you all these things, you know, for your store, like it's ugly (laughs) or, or move this here, move that there, you know, and things that I know are going to make your store convert better, make more sales. I'm 100% sure that, you know, very shortly you're going to start, you know, basically passing me with knowledge uh, and you're going to say, hey, Johnny, you know, I got, I have these new ideas that I think will make your store do better too. Mm. And the difference is if you were just some guy online that I never met, uh, I don't know if I'd want, you know, I, I wouldn't see you all the time. I wouldn't, you know, have you right next to me. Mm. Um, but now that you are sitting next to me, it makes it so much easier for me to just show you my store and be like, hey, can you, you know, like, wh- what do you think about this? Or how do I do this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been this kind of, have you had that experience with everyone just at the co-working space? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, like I, I don't, I don't share what my market is online. Um, but like, yeah, with people that I know, uh, it's really valuable to have people look at my store. Uh, Michael actually looked at my store, and the next day, uh, I changed some stuff on my checkout page, and it was that day that I made my first sale. So nice. Um, yeah, I think there's just a lot more trust with like people you actually know, people you consider your friends. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, and and I definitely agree that. You know, when you know someone in person, it's it's a hundred percent different than you know someone on on a forum or something. Mm-hmm. I think you know the reason why people feel like they know me so well is these podcasts are kind of like having a conversation with someone every week for an hour, mm-hmm. and I probably talk to you know you guys more than I do like my sister or like my best friends you know back home because I don't have time to hop on Skype for an hour every week to talk to people. But these podcasts are fun, so you know for everyone listening. You know, it's 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 such an easy way to kind of get to know someone's personality, um, you know, kind of week by week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know it was the exact same way when I started out and there was nobody around me who was an entrepreneur. I would listen to the Tropical uh, MBA podcast, which used to be the Lifestyle Business podcast. Uh, and those guys were like my best friends, even though I had never met them. Yeah. It was just, you know, hearing other entrepreneurs who have actually made it or are successful uh, talk about, you know, different business things, you know, every week. And that gave me kind of the motivation. So I'm kind of hoping it's the same thing for you guys listening at home. Mm. What are, what are some podcasts that you listen to? Yeah. So uh, they've actually changed significantly since I got into dropshipping. 
because uh, I kind of realized I don't really know much about e-commerce. So I pretty much signed up for all the e-commerce ones I could find. So um, e-commerce fuel, uh, my wife quit her job, um, Ezra Firestones, um, um, yeah, Tropical MBA, uh, yours, your... Um, might be missing one or two. I, I've always loved Planet Money, which is more like economics. Okay. Um, yeah, I think those those are... Yeah, I think podcasts are a fantastic way to, you know, for people to to spend their time. I mean, basically, instead of listening to music, the same top 40 every single week on the radio when you're driving in the car, just listen to a podcast. And, you know, I don't really have to sell you guys on podcasts because for you guys listening, I'm sure you guys are already hooked on it. But it's surprising how many people in the world still never listen to podcasts. And uh, if you guys don't watch Shark Tank yet, that's another great idea. It's instead of watching, you know, whatever normal TV you guys watch, when you watch something like Shark Tank, you get so many ideas, and you can see. More importantly, you see how people get so emotionally attached to ideas that aren't very good, and they never move forward. So I think mm-hmm. that actually is probably the the one thing I learned most from it every single week is. Not just the good ideas, you know, because that's great as well. It gives me, you know, different tips on um, on what to do, you know, for business next. But mainly, it's it's how not to become like those people who don't get the deals. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the show? Yeah, I I liked um, I saw Dragons Den. Yep. Uh, before I saw Shark Tank, and then uh, I I kind of like Dragons Den a little bit better. But uh, yeah, I totally I really enjoyed um, just that that whole structure. Uh, the Profit is another really good one. Oh, you know what? I've been wanting to watch it. Thanks yeah, for that one me. is so good. Yeah, okay. um, yeah I've, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a show where uh, where this guy goes into failing businesses and kind of completely remodels the whole business from the ground up, and then generally they're successful by the end. And kind of he sh- he showcases it then, and then oftentimes he goes back a few months later and shows shows what's going on. I like that. I'll definitely watch that. Um, the one book that I've read recently that's been amazing. Uh, is Shark Tales by Barbara Cochran. She's one of the the hosts of Shark Tank, uh, which I think she might have actually gotten cut recently because they replaced her with a younger, hotter version of her named uh, Lori Gunnar. But her book is incredible. It's it basically she talks about how she grew up in a small town and she worked at a wait you know she was a waitress uh, somewhere and uh, she moved to New York with some some guy who ended up being a total smuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she started a real estate company out there, and she basically just hustled. She was like, she figured out how to to make it in you know the, one of the hardest cities in the world to make it in, and how she kind of grew her empire. And she ends it with you know her talking about how she hustled onto onto the Shark Tank. Hmm. She actually wasn't supposed to be picked for it, you know, and she kind of just talked her way into it. So you know that's my my recommended recommended book of the week, I guess. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I'm headed to Berlin in two days. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. Nice. Um, and the best thing about it is the it was completely free to get there. Uh, so I have so many miles on my credit card reward points through dropshipping that I can basically fly business class wherever I want for free. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is like such a big benefit that I never even thought about. Uh, and you know, so basically, the way it works is. When people buy something on your store through your dropshipping store, so like, so Derek, you sold about ten thousand dollars worth of items mm-hmm. uh, in the last couple of weeks, and basically you're gonna charge the um, you know, those orders on your credit card 
when you when the supplier you know when the supplier bills you they bill your credit card and the money's deposited in your account so out of that ten thousand let's say six or seven thousand is your cost so though all those kind of go into into points and within I would say about four or five months I get enough points where I can just travel anywhere in the world again mm-hmm. um, and I just remembered that Derek doesn't have a credit card yeah I can well. <laughs> Um, essentially, so, uh, about six years ago, uh, I, uh, I screwed up my credit. Uh, we don't have to go into details about that, (laughs) but, um, yeah, so I can get a credit card. Uh, I just need to put, um, like a certain amount, uh, of deposit down and I probably will once, uh, once the business is at a certain point, I'll just put like a $5,000 deposit on a card and then start to use that card and get points for it. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So, and I mean, it's, it's a nice story because that kind of just shows that even without a freaking credit card, you can make this work. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot harder, right? But Yeah, I have to watch the cash flow really, really carefully. Um, essentially, like waiting for the money to actually hit the bank account before placing okay. the order. So how does it work? So when someone, so for those who don't really know what a dropshipping store is like, so let's say uh, as a customer, we go into your store and we order an item. That's mm-hmm. a, a $1,000 item. Mm-hmm. How does that work? So the way it works is Shopify takes about three business days to process the payment and then ACH into the bank takes one to two business days. So generally it, it's probably realistically about a week to get into the bank account. Um, in the beginning, I was waiting uh, base, almost a whole week before fulfilling the order. Um, now I think I'll be able to cut that down to like maybe waiting just a couple, just three days or something. But yeah, essentially it was just like waiting for the money to actually get into the account before paying for the order and then shipping it out to the customer. Uh, and the way I, I'd handle it is I'd call the customer up and just kind of make a little bit of a connection. And then I'd, uh, I'd tell them there's a little bit of a delay on the order. It'll arrive sometime late next week. Uh, is there a specific day they prefer to receive the order? Uh, what time window would they like it? So just make it sound like it's really solid. You know, they're going to get the item. There's a little bit of a delay, but, you know, um, yeah, just make a connection by phone. I think okay. that, that was that's the main thing. So, you know, for, for the majority of you guys who have a credit card, the way that it works is... Instead of waiting for the payment to clear, you guys can basically just forward the the email or the order to your supplier straight away. So that way, let's say with the podcast mics, with uh, Audio Technica, I would just forward the sale to Audio Technica. And say, hey, uh, these guys ordered you know five mics. Can you please mail it to them? And Auto Technica, what they'll do is they'll charge my credit card, my personal credit card, straight away. Um, that way, they can you know, and they charge me the wholesale price. So, and at the end of the month, end of thirty days. I just, I already have the money in my account. I probably had it two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And all I do is pay my credit card with the money that's in my account already. So it makes it a lot easier if you guys have a credit card. So I would say if you guys are getting started, make sure you have one with a high limit. I would say realistically, a $10,000 limit is kind of the lowest that you'd want to to really make things simple. Um, I started with that. And there's a couple times where... I just kind of forgot to pay. Like my idea was to pay every week so I can you know, have that kind of cleared off and um, have the 10000 freed up again. And then there's a couple of times I just forgot and my suppliers called me or emailed me saying, hey, your card's been declined. <laughs> Do you have another card? And so now I actually, what I did was I just called um, Barclay card and I said, hey, can I have a, um, a raise in my, in my limits? And they doubled it. So now it's at 20000 So that makes it so much easier. Now I, don't, I never had to think about it because... You know, even if you're making, 
twenty or thirty thousand dollars a month in sales, uh, as long as you're paying it every other week or twice a month, um, you know you, you almost never hit your limit. It, mm-hmm. it makes it super easy. Mm-hmm. And the best thing about that is, so I've been making about thirty thousand dollars worth of sales per month, and that kind of equivalents to forty thousand miles. Uh, no, no, more than that. Yeah, yeah, 40, like forty thousand miles per month uh, that I'm racking up on my rewards cards. So in the last you know, four or five months, I've saved up about 200,000 miles, which is paying for my entire trip to Europe. Uh, so this is like a side benefit that you know, everyone has to look forward to after having a successful store. I mean, the, you know, it's one of those things you don't even think about where uh, in the beginning, you know, you're just happy making the profit. I'm, I'm sure this isn't even something you've been thinking about um, Especially because <laughs> you can't have a card yet, right? But it's it's such a nice benefit. It's like getting two percent extra profit every month that mm. you can only spend on travel. But you know, we travel a lot. We tra- yeah, and I really think everyone should be traveling a lot. Yeah. So I mean, it's almost like a f- it forces you to take a free vacation in a couple months. Yeah, totally. And and uh, but yeah, and and it's absolutely not necessary not necessary to have good credit to get into it because I'm you know. Uh, I'm, it's, it's not convenient, but it's definitely doable without it as well. What other like roadblocks do you have starting out? Hmm. Um, uh, oh, right. Uh, the, I was about five years ago, I got banned from Google from advertising on Google. Um, so that was a big concern of mine was like, okay, I'm curious about getting into job shipping, but, uh, if I can't advertise on Google, you know, it's really hard to build a business. So. Uh, I just called them up, and it turns out that my account's not suspended at all anymore. I have no idea when that happened, because I was definitely banned like five years ago. (laughs) Uh, So at some point, they just unsuspended my account and never told me. Um, So yeah, so that was a a concern roadblock for me, and I made sure that was taken care of before I bought the course. Um, Let's see, what other roadblocks? I don't know. I think the, ca- the cash flow is probably the biggest uh, was the biggest hurdle. Oh, I got turned down by the biggest manufacturer in the space. Okay. Um, and if I'm not able to sell this product line, I probably don't have a business. Um, and so the 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 manufacturer said, "Yeah, we're not taking new accounts right now. Uh, call us back next year." I was like, okay. Um, but it turns out that one of the uh, I managed to find a North, like a distributor of theirs instead. Um, who who I'm able to sell the products through right now, uh, and honestly, now that I'm you know I'm making four thousand dollars a week of sales, mostly of their products, I, I could probably get an account directly with the manufacturer. Um, but yeah, it was just like not really uh, not throwing in the towel from like getting that no. Wow. Okay. So that's that's actually really good to know because I know that as time goes on and more people are signing up for job shipping accounts mm-hmm. so what that is is basically we don't have storefronts we don't have a physical store on you know main street um displaying products and selling products we're an online only dealer or on online only you know um sales website and a lot of these manufacturers they want you know enough people to be selling their products online but they don't need 50 people to sell it they just need mm-hmm. maybe five or ten to sell it or it kind of gets oversaturated or they kind of just don't want to deal with so many different accounts. Yeah. So I would say right now it's a really good time to get in shop shipping because there's still a ton of niches where, you know, that are available. But I would say two or three years from now, it's going to be so saturated because mm-hmm. so many more people are getting into it and because it works. I mean, yeah. I would say that's why so many people are getting into it because it works and it's going to be harder and harder to get approved by dealers. Um, mm-hmm. But what's nice is, 
if you don't get approved by the actual manufacturer, so let's say you don't get approved by Audio Technica to sell podcast mics, you can still get approved by a podcast warehouse who you know is a dealer of of Audio Technica, but also of Sony and also of Panasonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, I'm sure they probably take a little bit more margin. Like you probably don't get as good pricing as as if you went straight to the manufacturer. Yeah, I have no idea what cut they're taking, but I I know I'm still making like two to three hundred dollars in order, so I'm happy with my margins. Yeah. So I, I don't know what their <laughs> margins are. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. If I was you, you know, I would do that for a few more months and mm-hmm. then you know, reach out to the, the manufacturer again and say, "Hey, I'm selling your stuff anyways." Yeah. Instead of giving these other guys a cut, you know, uh, can I, can I work with you directly? Yeah, and that's a really good way to get your foot in the door. Yeah, my biggest concern with working with this just distributor is that they're on the far east coast. So if I ever have to ship something to like Seattle or California, like the products are like 300 pounds. So that yep. would be like a $600 shipping bill. So if you, are they sending it out from their warehouse or is the manufacturer sending it from their warehouse? Um, the vast majority sends out from the distributor's warehouse. Okay. There's maybe one or two products that, sh- that, that they will drop ship for me from the manufacturer. So I'm, I'm curious if you can get one on the East Coast and one on the West yeah, Coast. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. And really save money on shipping. Yeah, totally. So you offer free shipping on, on your store? I do. And how much do these things cost to ship? It costs between 250 to uh, like... It costs between two hundred and three hundred and fifty dollars. So, has, did that worry you? How did how did you get around that? Um, it worried me a little bit just because it was dealing with a lot of terminology I didn't understand. Like, I didn't really know what freight shipping is. I didn't know what LTL shipping is. I don't know what a bill of lading is. Like, all of this stuff is new to me. Um, but yeah, basically, like the guy, the the dealer on the phone was like, "Yeah, we don't really like to ship with our own personal account because then we're we're liable if the." product gets damaged on the way we want you to have your own stuff and your own insurance i was like okay great no problem so i just go online figure it out google stuff um so are you shipping on your account now uh i'm doing it through freightquote.com and through um through global trans and what both of these sites do is they actually have accounts with a ton of different freight companies uh and they they'll get you like five different quotes at the same time uh so i'll do a quote search with both of those websites and then I'll pick the cheapest one generally. And do they yeah. have insurance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then you're covered. I am covered. Okay. Yeah. That makes it super easy. Uh, I'm, I'm really lucky that for my suppliers with really heavy items that they will ship on their account. Mm. Uh, and basically, I've, I basically just told them and say, hey, I don't want, you know, I understand you guys don't want the liability of it, but I don't want it either. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm basically like, you know what? Uh, I don't have a shipping account. Can I ship on yours? Yeah. Um, and they've been okay with it. So yeah. Uh, whenever, how how I mean, much are you paying for shipping for? So for my heavy items, two seventy five to I would say some items two hundred dollars, some up to three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. So you know, these heavy items are freaking they're they're heavy. Yeah. Right? And a lot of people don't realize that. Like consumers don't freaking realize how expensive shipping you know a big thing is. You know. Like let's say you're shipping a couch or something, it's expensive to ship, and someone has to pay for it. Yeah. So and you know, but customers are like, oh, it's free shipping, cool. <laughs> you know, one thing that like this is not really related to business anymore, but it, like one thing that really surprised me is like when you think about how how much of the product is really how much of your money is really going into the product. Like if I'm spending a thousand dollars on the product, but three hundred is on shipping, two hundred is for me the profit of the drop shipper. Mm-hmm. And the dealer's probably making a hundred bucks, and there's shipping from the dealer from the manufacturer to the dealer is probably another two hundred bucks. Like the product itself is like three hundred dollars yeah. or less. Well, I mean that's a, that's the whole reason why our dropship stores actually exist is because 
imagine how much that would cost if they had to go into a showroom to buy that. So let's say mm-hmm. you weren't operating uh, your store online, that you actually had to pay rent for a place, you had to pay electricity, you had to hire employees, you had to do you know TV ads to get people to come in. Right. How much more would you charge for your products? Yeah, for sure. And that would be built into the price. I mean, that is the core reason why things are cheaper online is because, you know, Every, everything is $300 cheaper because we're not paying rent, you know, mm. and we don't have to buy it first. We, it just, you know, and that's the beauty of drop shipping is, I mean, how much inventory do you have? Zero. Right? And when someone buys something, like, you're not the, I mean, you're in Thailand. You're right. going to be in Vietnam in two days or in right. a day. So, you know, it's, it, it, the low overhead is so low. I mean, what is your overhead? Uh, it's probably about $50 a month. Yeah. And that's for what? Shopify and a phone number. Yeah. And that's, oh, oh, could you get your phone number through, by the way? Uh, tollfreeforwarding.com. And do you like them? Yeah. I've, I've been really happy with them. Like, Skype was so bad. Just yep. so bad. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I had a little... Like, before I signed up with them, I called them. Their support was really, really good. Um, they helped me pick out the, the exact phone number that I wanted. Oh, nice. And yeah, it was really good. The okay. whole process was So, good. I used to use evoice.com, and they suck. Don't use them. <laughs> Not a recommended resource by Johnny, uh, but I'll check out toll-free forwarding. Uh, right now, I'm actually just using Google Voice, uh, and I'm using Skype, and they're not the best, but mm. they, they they work, and mm. they're an easy solution in the beginning. Yeah, the only downside to toll-free forwarding is that uh, like they'll forward the calls that I receive from the number on the site to my phone, but if I'm out and about, I can't actually return a call, so I have to make sure I pick up the phone. Otherwise, I have to like haul ass back to an internet connection somewhere to be able to return the call. Oh, okay. So that's the only downside. Well, one thing that you can do as kind of a temporary workaround is just get Skype on your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would get a Skype number. That's, that way, it's always the same number. It's not like some random Skype number that they assign you every time you call. Yeah. Uh, and that way, you could return calls because. Skype in Thailand surprisingly is very clear, especially if you call on 3G and not on Wi-Fi. Are you you're, okay? Uh, I I have a f- iPhone 4 and I can't get on 4G or LTE, so it's only 3G. My, my, I'm I'm just on 3G as well. Really? Okay. I didn't think that that was high enough for Skype calls. Yeah, but. it's perfect. I mean, not huh. not video call, but definitely for voice, it's perfect. It sounds it actually sounds better than high speed Wi Fi for some because it doesn't it doesn't get disconnected as fast. Okay, cool. That's so th- these are kind of the things that we talk about, you know, not only in person while sitting around the co working space, but also on Anton's forums. Mm-hmm. And you are a you know a very like you're a very good member on there, even though you've only been on for a few weeks. Like mm-hmm. you've added a ton of value. What like why do you post on there so much? Um, I think part of it is like, it helps me sort out my thought process. Like right now I've made nine sales. I actually have not calculated my profit on those nine sales okay. and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do an end of the month report and post it on Anton's forum. And because it's the end of the month, you know, I'm going to put everything together. I don't know that like if, if I didn't have a network to be sharing information with, I might put off like calculating my exact profits for a while, but like now that I'm like, okay, you know, I have a little, like, there's people following what I'm doing. I want to share, you know, how was the month of July? I'm going to put together the, like the exact shipping cost, the exact uh, cost of the product, the exact profits. And it's good for me and my business to know those numbers, but uh, I guess it, it just helps me crystallize my thoughts. Yeah. yeah I'm the same way. So, uh, so it's AntonMethod.com is Anton's dropshipping course that we're all a member of. And when you're a member of it, not only do you get access to all the videos and the training course that uh, both me, Derek, and Ben, and you know Michael, and all these other people took to start stores, but you also get a free membership to the private member forums where you can kind of interact with all the other members of the course. And it's very different from any other forum online. It's not like, 
because it's only for people who are willing to actually invest their time and money in in a store. Mm-hmm. So the people on there are all actually super cool. Yeah. Uh, which and you know I met a lot of them now in person, uh, and they're all super cool. I like I like them a lot. And the best part of it is uh, exactly what Derek said, where it's a great place to organize your thoughts. Like I created my progress thread when I first started, and it's it's nice to go back and read it again because I can see you know what I did like in, in the beginning to get started and where I struggled and the questions I had, but also it's a great place to help other people, which in turn clarifies it for me in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think if it does feel really good to be a contributing member to a community. Yeah, and you know, it's a very, I mean, are you, I'm sure you're a member of other forums online. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is honestly the only forum I post on because. Yeah, know, I think that's true for me as well. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's really about it. I mean, uh, have fun in Saigon. And what are your plans out there? Um, my plans, I'm probably gonna, like, I'm still feeling out this this plan, but I I'm, I think I'm going to actually build a team out there. Right, okay. Yeah, because um, I think you're right. Like, dropshipping is going to get a lot harder in about two years. Um, and right now, I, I kind of, I understand the system. Uh, it's working really well. Uh, and I kind of, like, I just believe, like, when there's an opportunity to just, like, go full speed into it. So I want to hire a designer, hire a customer service person, build a couple of these sites a month, and, like, just really scale this business model. That's crazy. I mean, I, I, I know it's going to work, too, because... You have the work ethic for it. You're a smart guy. And right now, the iron is hot, right? So mm-hmm. strike when the iron is hot. So. Yeah, exactly. So for those who don't realize, not only, you know, you don't have to settle with one store, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of the, the craziest part of it, right? Yeah. I mean, like right now, let's say, okay, so what do you think realistically this store can do per month? Uh, I think... So I think in the last two weeks, again, I haven't calculated the profits, but I'm guessing I've made about 1500 mm-hmm. So if that's average, then I'm at about 3000 a month. Uh, I would say that uh, it'll probably cap out at 5000 Okay. Um, yeah. So it's 5000 in profit per month, and then in sales, that would be like 30000 or so. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And then realistically, how many other stores can you open? I have no idea. I think I could do. Uh, so I have my second stores already all built out, ready to launch. Distributors are uh, are, are on board. Uh, I just okay. haven't. I haven't launched it yet because uh, cash flow issues. Yeah. <laughs> um, like if I get orders, I can't fulfill them yet. So I'm just like waiting. Which is kind of it's, it's a high value problem. If you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah. So. Uh, I've I've basically built two stores in five weeks, so I think I could realistically do two or three a month. That um, is so crazy, man! And you know, it, for the people who, you know who want to do that, it's definitely a great business model because not only are you making a couple thousand dollars per store that that you launch, but when I mean, you keep those open for six months or you know, probably more likely a year, because then you can really show. Um, the profitability over a year, mm-hmm. you can flip those stores. Yeah, that's really what I have my eye on. Like the, you know, a three thousand dollar a month store. I mean, that's that's nice money, but it's not life changing money. But like selling it for sixty thousand dollars after tax, like that's definitely life changing money. So yeah, especially if you've built up, you know, a couple stores per month. Yeah, in twelve months. So I think that's where the real business model is. Like, uh, is like building these assets and then selling them to other people. Well, I'm glad that you jumped on board. <laughs> Thank you. All right, well, thank you for being on, on the show. Uh, thank you for everyone who's been kind of listening and following along. Uh, people left some really nice reviews on the iTunes store for the Travel Like a Boss podcast. So I uh, really appreciate that because that's the easiest way for, for you know, other people to find it. Uh, also, I, you know, I guess by you guys sharing on your Facebook or on Twitter or just telling your friends to listen, uh, that helps a lot too. So thank you guys. And Derek, have fun out in Vietnam. Uh, keep in touch, guys, on Facebook and 
that, that's it. Peace out, I guess. Thank you, Johnny. Yeah, no worries. All right, see you guys. Ciao. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.